We will start it off with Josh Furlong from KSL. Josh, please go ahead. Hey, Jim, the obvious question to kind of start off is, how do you feel about your offensive line moving forward? Do you have your five guys or where are you kind of at right now so far? Yeah, uh, the scrimmage this past Saturday showed us a lot. Uh, certainly the evaluation just is not uh, all encompassing of just that scrimmage, but I feel confident with eight players uh, that we can line up with uh, on September 3rd. Certainly some of those guys have varying levels of um, experience, and so you're not exactly sure how they're going to respond in the environment we'll be in. However, in terms of their skill set, um, their ability level, and my comfort with them, uh, I think we we have eight guys, and I would say um, that those eight guys are the ones we're we're uh, going to roll with. And barring any injuries, those are uh, those are who, who we're using. So, next question, we'll go to Brian Brown from Utah. Coach, is this the most experienced group that you've had, not only in terms of starting experience previously, but also in terms of time together as a unit in your time at Utah? Um, you know, in terms of, you know, I have to go back and look. Uh, you know, the crazy thing is we actually have no seniors in the room. Um, and so uh, that certainly is different than any other time, but a lot of that has to do with COVID, the extra year, et cetera. But um, you know, if you look at the amount of starts that, that uh, we have, I, I would I would think that uh, it's up there in terms of the most experience. But it, it is it is weird to say we have a ton of experience, but yet uh, no seniors in the room. And I believe only three juniors, and the rest are sophomores and freshmen. Next question, we'll go to Josh Newman from the Salt Lake Tribune. Josh, hey Jim, how are you? Great, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, within the eight, just, um, how, how is, um, uh, Paul Miley come along and, and just how comfortable are you, uh, with where he is right now? Yeah. So Paul's done a really nice job for us. And, and, uh, in fact, I visited with him after the walkthrough this morning, the, the thing I think he brings, uh, more than anything, I do think he's doing a nice job on the field, but his leadership, his toughness, uh, those are things that aren't necessarily going to show up in, uh, any sort of graded work. Um, you know, he's the most vocal guy uh, out there and uh, he's really embraced that role. And I think that that's important in the center position just because he is the one making the majority of the calls and, and he's, he's got a really high football IQ. And so, um, you know, he he's very uh, almost to the point of uh, having to reel him back a little bit just because we don't have, a you know, some guys with the uh, experience that he may have where, you know, you're he's two or three steps ahead of maybe some of the other guys in the room. You have to kind of, like I said, kind of reel them back in, but really pleased with what he's done this, this uh, fall camp through, what are we through 10 practices. And uh, like I said, the biggest benefit I think is the leadership he provides both vocal and just his work ethic. He's a, he's a really tough kid. And just to follow that up real quick, you know, how, how beneficial was it in hindsight, just that, you know, he was able to start three games last year, playing the handful of it. Um, how beneficial is that going into this season that he has that experience? Yeah, as a coaching staff, it certainly gives you some comfort knowing that he played in some some really important games for us down the stretch. And, and yeah, certainly um, I think that move was caused by uh, Keaton Bills had a uh, an apodectomy. And so, you know, that wasn't something that we were planning, but but Paul certainly did go in and, and perform well. And, and like you said, it it is comforting to know that he, 
he's not going to be, um, you know, blown away by the, by the, the moment, if you will. So he's done it and uh, we certainly expect him to continue to do it at a high level. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Next question. We'll go back to Josh Furlong. Hey, Jim, what are you seeing from, from Jaron Kump and what, what's his progress been like so far? Obviously trying to reacclimate and do all the things with that offensive line. Yeah. So, you know, he's rusty, right? Um, you know, he's had 10 practices in the last 10 months and those 10 practices have been since we got back. Um, haven't been hurt at the end of September. Certainly during spring ball, he did footwork stuff in the back and, and did all he could. And it's no, no fault of his own, but bottom line is he still has only practiced 10 days. Um, in, in, like I said, those 10 months, but the kid has an extremely high care factor, uh, great work ethic. Um, you know, he's, he's certainly pushing to, you know, he's in that top eight, he's pushing for the top five and, uh, you know, I, I continue, or I believe he will continue to, uh, you know, make a lot of strides just because, you know, he, he is not, he is knocking that rust off. And so, um, he's doing everything we're asking him to, he stays after he stays after meetings on the field, et cetera. And so he's trying to, uh, do everything he can to, to kind of get up to speed, so to speak. Next question, we'll go to Brian Brown. Coach, Falcon Tomatua had a great spring, looked really strong in the spring game. You mentioned, you know, along with Jaron Kump trying to make progress after not having a lot of practice. Where's your confidence level with Falcon, and what are you seeing from him uh, that makes you confident in him moving forward, not not just as a starter, but also part of that group of eight? Yeah, he's certainly in that group of eight, and uh, he's competing for the, the those top five. And, and like I mentioned in the opening, I would have no problem putting him in there. He's one of those guys that unfortunately, and it's, it's not a fault of his own. He's never played in a game. And so you're really not only projecting how he's going to do, but also how will he respond in that environment uh, in game one, you know, 95,000 people or whatever the, the capacity is. And so, um, but in terms of somebody that again, tough kid came in, you know, he's done everything we've asked. I, I want to say he was, um, 302 or 303 in the last weigh-in. And so when you compare what he was when he first got here, I mean, this kid has put on a lot of weight, a lot of good weight, and uh, he's moving well. And so, um, yeah, but yeah, he'd be in that top eight and, you know, him and Jaron are trying to, you know, battle it out at right tackle. The the, the one positive, and I failed to mention the, the one nice thing that we have had the luxury of, of doing this sprint, or I'm sorry, this fall is, with the exception of a guy or two, they're playing one position. And so those two are playing right tackle almost exclusively. And uh, so they're getting an opportunity to get a ton of reps. And, and uh, it's a great competition between the two of them. We have time for two more questions for Coach. Josh, I can see you have your hand up if you want to go ahead. Jim. Everything that you just said about Falcon, about, you know, the experience and doing everything that he's asked. Um, um, does Johnny Maia kind of fall in that same boat where he, he's been in the program now, uh, but he hasn't had a ton of experience? Yeah. So, so again, Johnny, um, and in fact, like, you know, after the scrimmage, this is the day we, you know, really sit down and say, okay, here's, here's what we're thinking for week. Uh, I guess this would be week three, but, um, you know, Johnny is somebody that, that has had to battle a lot of injuries in his career here. Um, you know, somebody that, that, uh, you know, it's just had some bad luck, but since spring ball, 
what he's done through these 10 days um, in, in camp. And certainly all these guys got to continue to to develop and and uh, improve and, and continue to gain trust. I mean, the, you know, we're not playing, um, you know, tomorrow, but it, it, I'm well aware of how we've started in the past and, and the uh, importance of starting starting quickly. Uh, but Johnny is a guy that has done everything again, similar to what you just said, that we've asked and, and really has gained the trust of myself uh, since spring ball came in, never snapped before. Um, and, uh, you know, with Paul Miley missing the spring came in and, and did a really nice job. And so that has provided us some depth. He also could play guard for us. So he's got some position flexibility, but, uh, right now I just want him to become the best center, continue to battle it out with Paul. And, uh, you know, I don't, it's just a little bit unique with the, the skill of, of having to snap. You don't, I don't, I don't like moving the center if I can help it. I like them building, building a, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, chemistry with the quarterback. So, uh, but he, you're exactly right. He's done, he's done a really nice job this calendar year, knock on wood, he stayed healthy. And, uh, you know, I, I, he's got to continue to, to do what he's doing right now, but he's, he's done really well. One final question for coach Harding. We'll go to Steve Bartle from Utah. Steve. Coach, you know, we talk a lot about the, uh, the progress that your players make and how they grow from year over year, but I would just be curious to hear, you know, a little self-evaluation and how you feel you've grown and what you've learned over the last year or so with, with your group and with, with the, uh, the team as a whole. Well, uh, you know, first of all, I mean, that's a pretty, uh, pretty good question there because I, I do, doesn't fall on, on deaf ears. The, uh, the frustration, not only, you know, I had, uh, how my guys performed early, but also, the fans, we, in my opinion, we have the best fans in the conference. Um, and some, you know, I haven't seen every fan base or whatever around the country. So that's the reason why I don't say it, but, uh, I understand that my guys didn't perform the way they, they should have early in the year. And, and I accept that and, and I have learned from it and we are, uh, certainly more, uh, conscientious of making decisions and, and rolling with it early on in camp where, like I mentioned earlier, there's not a lot of Hey, maybe this guy could play this spot. If there was an injury, you know, let's, let's make sure we have the backup position. Well, no, we have to make sure we have the starting five working together. I believe coach Witt has referenced it in interviews as well. And, and he's exactly right because we know the challenge we have in front of us. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's exactly what you're looking for in terms of, you know, what I've learned in the last year, but, um, I think that's what you meant. Uh, but, um, you know, our, our team, you know, and I don't want to speak for coach because that's more of coach Witt's question, but uh, we recognize where we're going. I mean, this is a different, different deal. Um, it's a great challenge. We're excited about it, but um, this is a different opener than maybe that we have had in years past. And so uh, the clock is ticking. We're at 19 days and it's about noon. So seven hours on the East coast. So we know, we know the clock's ticking. So we got to be ready to go. We'll wrap it up with that. Coach, we really appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thank you.